0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be discussing my week number five wide receiver start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. Inside of today's video, I'm going to be going in-depth into every single matchup from Thursday Night Football all the way until Monday Night Football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the wide receivers in all of those games. Now, it's important to note that there are four teams on by this week, the Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so Obviously, those guys should not be in your lineups. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want to check out my Patreon for $7.50, link is in the video description or in the pinned comment on there. I answer every single question you guys may have as well as upload my weekly rankings that are updated all the way through Sunday. So without further ado, let's get into my week number five wide receiver start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Chicago Bears at the Washington Commanders. Now, last week, it felt like we were finally going to see a Chicago Bears win this season. It felt like finally, despite the fact that the Bears haven't won a game since I believe last year in October, they were finally going to eat a W Famous Jameis style. The Denver Broncos offense looked limp dick in the first half, and it was like, oh my gosh, the Bears offense is on fire. NBA Jam style, they are finally going going to win a game. Hallelujah for the Bears fans. Maybe Justin Fields is the answer. Maybe he's not. But at least they get a win, right? At least they get a W. But ultimately, they choke it away. Even though DJ Moore did show up against the Broncos with over 130 yards and a touchdown, finishing the week as the wide receiver. Number five, the Bears just didn't have enough juice to win because their defense is a flaming pile of dog shit. Even though Eberflus, their head coach, was a defensive coordinator, is a defensive-minded head coach, the defense is terrible. They have one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. This week, the Bears get the Commanders, and I don't think the Commanders' defense is great enough for the Bears' momentum to be completely slowed down, so I will start DJ Moore wiki-wiki in this game, but I will tell you right now, that I am still not 100% confident that Fields and DJ Moore are back and that they're going to continue to just ride out this trajectory as upper echelon fantasy football options. I'm still worried. I think you would be as well if you had DJ Moore or Justin Fields on your team. Ultimately, though, the Commanders matchup doesn't scare me enough to sit DJ Moore, but I will tell you, if this offense comes out limp dick in need of a Viagra this week, then... You know, you'll probably talk yourself into him again over the next couple of weeks because they got great matchups again. But man, DJ Moore look good. Please, Justin Fields, just throw this guy the ball a bunch because if the Bears do keep this up, though, DJ Moore could end up as a league winner. Terry McLaurin had his best game of the year last week up against the Eagles as the wide receiver 13 in PPR, while Terry McLaurin has been very inconsistent this entire season the matchup up against the bears is far too juicy to bench him plus mcclorn was entering into the season banged up so it is very possible that last week he shook off that injury like his name was taylor swift and now going forward he is going to be a lot more consistent hopefully that's the case even if it isn't the case this is a smash spot against the bears defense Darnell Mooney and Equimania St. Brown for the Bears are going to be sits. Now, if the Bears, like I keep saying, keep playing well, then Mooney, Darnell, here comes the Mooney, could be a start-worthy asset down the road, especially with Chase Claypool's situation, right? The Bears essentially traded a first-round pick for Chase Claypool from the Chicago Bears, or from the Pittsburgh Steelers, And now it seems like Chase Claypool is close to being cut or traded for a half-eaten bag of potatoes, chips, and a used condom. So with Claypool's situation being down astronomical, Darnell Moody is the clear number two receiver, but I still don't feel confident enough to start him right now. Equimedia St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown's brother will get a few targets in this spot, but... That's it. That's not enough to be start-worthy. Jahan Dotson for the Commanders is a guy that I was super high on in the offseason, and he did have his best game of the year last week. But at the end of the day, he has failed to eclipse over 40 yards at all this season. And I still think there's some upside there for Jahan Dotson. I don't think he's washed up in his second year of his NFL career. But right now, he has shown zero to believe you should start him, even up against a garbage Bears defense. Curtis Samuel is dealing with a quad injury. Played really good last week. But if we are being honest, you are never going to know when to start Curtis Samuel. Have a good game. He'll be silent like the night when Santa Claus shows up for five weeks. Magically pop up again and you will never really know when to start. Moving next to the London game, London Town, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. A huge advantage for the Jaguars in this spot, being able to stay in London for two weeks, obviously playing the Falcons last week. Now they get the Buffalo Bills. For the Bills, the Stephon Diggs, man, absolutely bent me over a table. Without the use of lube on Sunday, Stephon Diggs, Beat me to a pulp as a Dolphins fan. 120 yards and three touchdowns. He made Cater Kohu his bitch. Cater Kohu was holding this man's pocket like it was in a prison yard. It was disgusting. It hurt me. But we all know Diggs is really good. So it really wasn't that shocking. It just hurt as a Dolphins fan. You're starting Diggs every single week. You don't even have to think about it. You don't need some crazy type of expert level, Albert Einstein level analysis here to start Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis is hit or miss every single week, but he has scored a touchdown in three straight games. This is a decent to good matchup up against the Jaguars defense. This isn't the Saxonville Jaguars anymore, so I think Gabe Davis should have yet another start-worthy performance. For the Jaguars, Calvin Ridley had somewhat of a bounce-back game last week against the Falcons in London. Hopefully the Jags can stay consistent because week one, Calvin Ridley was on top of the world. I was looking like a genius. I was saying, are you not entertained? Right? I talked up Calvin Ridley. I was giving him the metaphorical gawk, gawk, 9,000 all offseason, and he looks great week one, but then he sputters a bit out of control week two, week three, hops back on the saddle with a somewhat bounce back performance last week against the Falcons. I get the Bills defense is tough, right? This isn't a wet dream matchup for Calvin Ridley, but if... Lawrence is able to succeed like he did last week. If he's able to be a lot more consistent, I think Calvin Ridley is going to start charting out top 12 performances weekly. Christian Kirk, even with the woes of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, Christian Kirk has looked good for three games straight. Week one, he was invisible, doing his best John Cena impression. But the last couple of weeks, he's been great. The matchup isn't amazing again, Buffalo, but again, I definitely would start him this week as a wide receiver, too, with a lot of upside. Again, even up against a tough Bills defense. Moving next to the real Sunday slate, the Houston Texans at the Hot Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Nico Collins went balls deep, nine inches deep, like his name was Nick Chubb, into the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 168 yards and two touchdowns. Again, up against a Steelers defense that on paper should be very solid and has looked good this season. Right now, Nico Collins is the wide receiver seven on the season. He is a must-start wide receiver at this point. Now, in the offseason, I was a huge Nico Collins guy. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm the only motherfucker that had enough intelligence to figure out that Nico Collins was going to be the number one receiver on the Texans. A lot of people thought that, but I was heavily banging the drum for him like a drummer boy, and Nico Collins has made me look like a genius. Tank Dell down bad last week against a tougher defense. but I'm still starting with confidence up against the Falcons. This Texans, def- this Texans defense looks pretty good. The Texans offense is humming. C.J. Stroud looks like the best rookie quarterback in the National Football League. Him and Anthony Richardson. This offense has surprised me in a great way. CJ Stroud, again, looks downright incredible. He looks like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And the motherfucker's only played in four games. So the ceiling is incredibly high. For Nico Cousin, let's go bowling collins as well as Tank Laptop Dell. Funny nickname, right? Of course, that was hilarious. Get it. Dell laptop. Very funny. Robert Woods, Bobby Trees is a safe bet to get you like six points. But uh that's not gonna win you your your week. So you're not playing him. Drizzy, Drake, London for the Falcons. They're all sits. Uh, The Texans' defense is better than people give them credit for. London has seen six or more targets in three straight games, which is great. Round of applause for London. If he scores a touchdown, you were going to have wished you probably started him. But it's just hard to rely on Drake London because Arthur Smith's dumbass continues to want to start Desmond Ritter. Once they go to Heineke, then it's going to be... Green horizons, right? Rainbows all over the sky, right? It's a double rainbow for Drake London. But right now with Desmond Ritter under center, you can't trust him for anything. Matt Collins, his name alone should be enough for you to realize that you should sit him. If you can't trust London, you're definitely not going to trust Matt Collins. And the same sentiment as Hollins goes for Kaderil Hodge, right? You cannot trust the Atlanta Falcons wide receivers. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at The Detroit Lions for the Panthers, Adam Thielen is going to be a start now. He didn't have that electrifying game up against a bad Minnesota Vikings defense in a revenge game last week, but he still had a pretty decent performance. The Lions defense is looking better week in and week out. So I definitely don't think the Lions defense is a pushover, which makes Thielen a fringe start on the week He has been very consistent as a top 20 wide receiver every single week over the last three games. He keeps getting fed the rock, whether it's Andy Dalton, the red rifle, or Bryce Young under center, which makes him hard to sit. But I will note that if Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback, we would be a lot more confident in Thielen Weekly. Again, I don't think Bryce Young's a bust. I say this all the time, but... For the Carolina Panthers offense being good this year and for the success of Adam Thielen being a really big steal in fantasy football, you would have wanted Andy Dalton under center, at least from the one game sample size we have seen, which... Brandy Dalton might be a little fugazi, right? Bryce Young might be better than him. Being honest with you, Amon Ross St. Brown is a start. You start him every single week and twice on Sunday. Solid matchup up against that Panthers defense. Currently the wide receiver 11 on the season. Another one of those guys where I don't have to go crazy in depth with the player. You know the matchup's good. You know he's a great receiver you're going to start him with confidence now in terms of the sits Jameson Williams did practice today but Dan Campbell has already made it crystal clear that he won't play a ton of snaps as they will look to ease him in use the just the tip technique so could Jameson Williams on say 30% of snaps go out there and catch a touchdown against a battered down Carolina Panthers defense 100% are you really going to take that chance on Jameson Williams, who hasn't really put it together in his NFL career yet, struggled in training camp, struggled in preseason. The answer to that should be, fuck no, baby. Josh Reynolds should be the wide receiver too in targets due to the Jamo situation but they still use Khalif Raymond enough to make it risky to start Reynolds. So he's going to be sitting on the bench. Wiki, wiki, DJ Chark for the Panthers with Bryce Young under center. This passing attack just isn't good enough to start more than one wide receiver on the team, even though Chark has shown some flashes this season. Terrence Marshall, the same thing goes with him, right? He did look good last week. I'll give him some credit for that, right? A lot of people wrote off Terrence Marshall after a slow start to his career, after being pretty dominant 50 Shades of Grey style at LSU with Joe, Joe Sheisty. But again, I'm not writing him off Geno Smith style But with Bryce Young under center, the only guy I trust is Thielen. And again, I don't even have some crazy trust in Thielen. It's just he's performed so well over the last three games that I would be hard-pressed to sit him. Next up, we got the Titans, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. If you guys have enjoyed the video thus far and you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. And whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. So Titans at Colts. Nick. Last week, Michael Pittman, uh, uh, he dropped, he he dropped the soap last week week, week. week he played really bad. He had a down game against the Rams. Nick, aren't you worried? No, not worried at all. Not worried at all. Sure, didn't see as many targets as we are used to, but he is still the clear number one receiver in this offense. Anthony Richardson looks cracked out of his fucking mind. He's been playing very well. The head coach there, Shane Steichen, looks like an offensive guru. One down game against the Rams. That's defense. As I get, they're pretty middle of the road. They played really good last week. I'm not panicking on Pittman. This is a guy that gets force-fed the rock week in and week out. We chase volume and fantasy. And when you Google volume, a picture of fucking Michael Pittman shows up. So expect him to get back on the saddle here and have a bounce back game up against, again, another reason to believe that he's bouncing back. The Texans, not the Texans, the Titans pass defense is absolute dog shit. Against the run, yeah, they're good. But against the pass, they are shit. Nick, uh, did you watch last week's game? Joe Burrow struggled against the Titans. That's just because Joe Burrow is uh, just shit this season. For the other Colts guys, we got Josh Downs and Alec Pierce. Uh, For Josh Downs, just like Pittman, Downs had a down game last week. I still do believe he has upside going forward. But even in this matchup, like a wet dream matchup against the Titans, I'm going to leave him on my bench Alec Pierce is pretty clearly the wide receiver three on a team that loves to run the ball that is normally not a recipe for success for fantasy football production D hop is close to being a start I think the matchup against the Colts is fine but we've talked about this basically all season D hop looks good on the field, you watch the games, and you're like, wow, D-Hop still doesn't look washed up. It doesn't look like D-Hop's really lost a step when you're watching the game. But the problem is that the Titans just don't really throw enough enough for D-Hop to finish consistently highly at the wide receiver position. Especially since... Tannehill, every single week, is, like, fucking bipolar. There's some games where Tannehill looks good, some games where Tannehill looks like he's fucking Stevie Wonder in the pocket. So, while I like D-Hop, and I hope... That, you know, he looked good last week. He continues to have some positive trends and we could start him eventually. But right now, D-Hop is best left on your bench. Traylon Burks missed last week with a knee injury. We are unsure right now on his availability for this week's game. But even if he plays, we're sitting him. Nick Westbrook was balling out of control last week. But let's be honest, it's Nick westbrook Kain. in a run-heavy offense. There are, there's like a 0% chance He balls again this week. Could he have another huge game this season? Yeah. But this week... Fuck no, baby. Next up, we move to the Miami Dolphins going up against the New York football giants at home in Miami. But before we get on into this game at the wide receiver position, as well as the rest of the games all the way until Monday Night Football, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play. Pick them for the NFL in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today. On Thursday Night Football, this week, you have... Higher than half of a total yard for Justin Fields. We are going to select that. That could be one rushing yard, one passing yard, as long as he gets one passing or rushing yard you are going to hit this and then you have to match it with one other pick now i'm recording this video early on in tuesday in the morning as we get later on in the day and closer to thursday there'll be more options for you to select for instance we will go with higher than one and a half passing touchdown for sam Howell. this could be a higher scoring game if both of those hit you will get three times your entry fee that you enter on this if you do 3 picks, it's 6 times, 4 picks is 10 times, and 5 picks is 20 times your entry fee. If this does interest you, make sure that you check out the link in the description or in the pinned comment or use promo code NOTORIOUS for a first match deposit bonus up to $500 through October 4th. So if you deposit today, you deposit $500, they'll give you an additional $500. If you want to do just $100, it's an additional $100. $50, additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit is $10. You have to live in one of these states on the screen right now. And if you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back. Giants at Dolphins. I know Tyreek had a down game against a strong Bills defense. But this matchup is the exact opposite, right? The Bills defense up here, one of the better defenses in the NFL. I know now they're dealing with a bunch of injuries, which sucks. The Giants are bottom of the barrel, complete and utter dog shit. Tyreek Hill should Hulk smash the Giants into smithereens. I don't think we need a crazy amount of analysis here. This is just obvious. Galen waddled away, waddle waddle, till the very next day is a start. Now, he has yet to have a good game this season. He scored a touchdown last week against the Bills, but it was called back because Liam Eichenberg, our backup center, is a fucking unmitigated disaster. This guy is terrible. He is part of the reason why we lost that game. I know the defense of the Dolphins sucks donkey cock, but let's be honest with you, Eichenberg was a big reason to why they lost. The guy couldn't block me if I was trying to sack Tua. So... Eichenberg makes a wrong move. He moves up the field, ineligible receiver down the field. And then, boom, they call it back. Waddle gets fucked out of his best game of the season. It's got to get correct. It's got to come correct this week against the Giants. There's just no way. There's just no way the Dolphins don't just get smacked around last week and just lay a pipe for that ass like they're a plumber to the Giants. They they should drop 50-plus in this game, if I'm being honest with you. But maybe they won't because they benched Tua in, like, the fourth quarter. For the Giants, Wandell Robinson appears to be the wide receiver one of the Giants, but that doesn't matter because the Giants are terrible. The offensive line is going to get Daniel Jones fucking executed like someone who they believe to be a witch in the Salem witch trials, right? Daniel Jones is going to get his head knocked off. It is bad. It is really bad. Now again, Nick, you were all over the Giants in the offseason, you fucking idiot. The Giants suck. Oh, Oh boy, it's me, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The offensive line is just too bad. Uh, Darius Slayton, Hodgins, I don't even have anything to say about them. I didn't even write any notes next to them because there's nothing to say. If you can't start the number one receiver on the Giants, which is Wandale, you're not starting Slayton or Hodgins. Braxton Berrios, number three receiver for the Dolphins, was the wide receiver 12 last week. But uh, we all know that is not happening again, so we're sitting him down. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the New England Deflatriots, the Patriots. For the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, and Corvette Corvette, Juju Smith-Schuster are all sits. Now, Kendrick Bourne, I still think he's the number one receiver on the Patriots. But Mac Jones is so incredibly bad. I know. Mac Jones doesn't have the weapons. The O-line is suspect. Bill O'Brien really hasn't fixed much. I get it. But Mac Jones looks bad. This offense looks bad. And the Saints defense is good against the pass you better believe you can't play Kendrick Bourne. Devonte Parker seems like the wide receiver too. But again, Mac Jones is laughably ha 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 bad. There was a lot of people, a lot of Patriots fans on Twitter that were telling me that Mac Jones is better than Tua. Not the case. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, remember when people drafted Juju this year? And they told me he would be good. They were like, Nick, Juju, you're so wrong on Juju. Juju's going to play great in New England. Nick, you're a fucking idiot, a bozo for not drafting Juju Smith-Schuster. Through four weeks, I look real smart. They don't look too smart. But again, only week five, maybe Joe Juju and his fucking explosive knee go out there and uh, finish strong on the season. For the Saints, Chris Olave was down bad last week. That is the only way to describe it. Down astronomical against the Bucks. Wide receiver, 119. I don't really see a huge game here against the Patriots' defense, but the Patriots' defense also isn't the Patriots' defense that I expected to be getting this season. The Patriots' defense is banged up. So Olave's still start-worthy, but I wouldn't say that like he's locked to be a top-12 receiver this week. I like Michael Thomas, but he's a sit. Again, I get that the Pats' defense hasn't looked great, but Derek Carr looks like shit. That also worries me about Chris Olave. But it's even more worrying when you're not getting as many targets and you're Michael Thomas. I'm Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shaheed is a shit. Shit. He's a sit. Uh, huge upside weekly, but a classic case of a player that you will never know when to start. But every once in a while, he's going to pop up, have like 20 points. You're like, damn, I should have started Rashid Shaheed. Then you start him the next week, and he scores a big fat goose egg in your lineup. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers looking like they're going with kissing titties. Mitchell Trubisky under center. Pickens will be a start, but I don't trust Pickens. The only reason why I'm playing him is because he should get enough targets to be a low-end wide receiver two or a wide receiver three. So I don't expect anything great, anything phenomenal out of George Pickens against a pretty average Ravens defense. But I also wouldn't sit him just because they're missing Kenny Pickett. Because it's not like Kenny Pickett was looking like the Kenny Pickett in the preseason. Kenny Pickett was the preseason MVP. Kenny Pickett had me believing in this Steelers offense in the preseason. And he has been the complete opposite of that in the regular season. Dave Flowers is a start for me. It is clear that Flowers is going to be boom or bust. Weekly, the Steelers' defense does look to be a little bit more suspect than I originally believed, but maybe one down game against the Houston Texans shouldn't be enough to really write them off. Now, Flowers has yet to score a touchdown this season. So you might want to argue that Flowers is due for that touchdown. So, we're going to roll him out. Again, though, pretty boom or bust. Weekly, the rest of the receivers are sitting them down. Nelson Aguilar, uh, it's still pretty unknown if Rashad Masterbateman or OBJ will play. Even so, if any of them play, the only receiver I remotely trust is Flowers. Devin DuVernay would be the wide receiver three in the case of Bateman and Beckham not playing. Calvin Austin's another one of those big play receivers like Shahid, right? They're going to have a big game. They're going to have that big play. They have a decent game. Then people that are newer to fantasy run to the fucking waiver wire like Hussein Bolt, pick them up and then they're just a dud for four weeks straight. Al Robinson, I normally write a lot of notes, like, not a lot of notes, just, like, some notes, like, how did this player do last couple of weeks so I can read it off. Obviously, I don't have, like, some super fucking mega mind where I can just remember exactly where they finished at wide receiver. I just wrote lull next to Al Robinson. Like, I thought maybe Robinson might be decent. I've never been so fucking wrong in my life. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, Robinson looks good. No way, Jose. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the LA Rams. A pretty fun matchup. Now, the Eagles defense doesn't look that great. Now, are they going to be able to figure things out as the season prolongs 100%? But this isn't the same Eagles defense that we really saw last season. For the Eagles, offensively, at the wide receiver position, there were a lot of people panicking about A.J. Brown, right? Oh, my God. A.J. Brown sucks the first two games. Nick, should we trade A.J. Brown for, um... Should, 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 should we trade him for Hollywood Brown? Nick, Nick, Nick. I'm really, really, really worried. And I told you guys not to panic. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. In the last two games, he's been the wide receiver 11-1. and 1. The matchup against the Rams is pretty eh, right? It's not amazing matchup. It's also not like a super hard matchup. You're not sitting Brown, though, anyways. With all the upside that he possesses. Devontae Smith has had two semi-down games, right? Smith was the one feasting like a fat kid on cake at the beginning of the season for the first two weeks, and then they switched off tag team, then A.J. Brown got to do it the last two weeks. Again, two semi-down games in a row with A.J. Brown balling, but don't panic, just keep firing up Smith with confidence. For the other receiver on the Eagles, they got Olamide Zacarias. We've talked about this like 50 times in this video, but he really is another one of those guys where it's like every couple of weeks they pop off, but You never really know when to start them. For the Rams, Puka Nakua, currently the wide receiver four on the year, had a down week three against the Bengals, but bounced back in a huge way last week against the Colts as the wide receiver four. Stafford is dealing with a hip contusion, but I do expect him to play. Obviously will somewhat impact this offense with Stafford being banged up. Cooper Cup, the team wants Cup to be at 80 to 90% healthy. And based on current reports, they do not feel like he is there. Yet, so if he plays, I don't want to start him with, like, confidence. Like, sure, I'll put him in my lineup, right? There's four teams on by. You could do a lot worse than Cooper Cup. But don't be shocked if Cooper Cup goes out there and puts up a stinker. This is something we are going to monitor as the week prolongs before we make, like, a hot take on Cooper Cup. Again, because there's still a chance that he just doesn't play because, again, the team wants him at 80 or 90%. And based upon that most recent report that I read from Underdog, Doesn't seem like Cooper Cup is necessarily a lock to play. Now, if Cup was to sit, I'd play Atwell. I get Atwell had a down game last week, but he's had eight or more targets in all four games. So it's very evident that without Cooper Cup, 2-2 Atwell deserves to be in your lineup. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. I am going to be starting Jamar Chase, but it feels like having to pry a tooth out of your own mouth, right? Without... Any type of drugs, right? Joe Burrow fucking sucks, right? I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Joe Burrow got his contract. He's playing bad. I'm not here to say that Joe Burrow was a, what, three, four-year wonder in the NFL, right? I'm not here to tell you that Joe Burrow's washed, that this, that, and the other thing. But let's call a spade a spade. This season, Joe Burrow's been bad. The injury is clearly impacting him both physically and mentally. It's hurting his processing power, and he's struggling. He went from an I-7 to an I-3 in his brain. So again, am I saying to full-on sell Jamar Chase for a fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? No, because I do eventually think Burrow will be good enough for Jamar Chase to potentially be a wide receiver number one, like the number one receiver on the week weekly. But right now... Jamar Chase is on the struggle bus because of Burrow, and Jamar Chase seemed pissed off in the press conference. He was very mad. But again, even up against a bad Cardinals defense, I don't think he's going to smash here. Hollywood Brown, though, he might smash. Top 22 wide receiver in all of his last three games, he even played well against a strong 49ers defense. Now, last week, we've talked about it, right? Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown was playing real solid and was like, all right. Some people were getting a little bit overzealous, in my opinion, last week being like, oh, I want to start Hollywood against the Niners. And I was like, hold your horses, slow down a little bit. He's been looking good. We can wait until the next week against the Bengals, right? We can wait a week, right? Lay him on the bench and then bada bing, bada boom, you could fire him up against the Bengals. But he was the wide receiver 15 against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So at this point, even though entering into the season, it was like, oh my gosh, how much value can you get out of Hollywood Brown? Because... You know, they might be starting Clayton fucking Tune, and then they bring in Josh Dobbs. It's like, how good is Josh Dobbs? Like, we've never really even seen him play that many games at the NFL level or have a string of games, but Dobbs looks good. The Cardinals offense looks good. Like, the Cardinals are very live to just fucking smack up Will Smith-style the Bengals, so I like Hollywood. Uh, Michael Wilson played as the wide receiver six last week, so he actually played really good in PPR. If he keeps this up, he'll be start-worthy, but again, I need to see more... Good games to roll before I declare, I do declare that you need to play him. Rondell Moore appears to have been cucked out of his wide receiver two role in favor of Michael Wilson. Tyler, yeah, Boyd. Now, with Boyd, if you told me going into the season, right before the season, that Higgins was going to miss a game, or maybe Higgins misses multiple games, you're like, holy shit, you need to spend. A lot of fab on Tyler. Yeah, Boyd, because once you get him on your squad, even if it's just for two, three games, Boyd will look amazing. Boyd is a guy that's the wide receiver three because he's on the Bengals, because he's behind Chase, because he's behind Higgins. But on a lot of teams, this guy's be the wide receiver two. It's just like Higgins, right? If There's no Jamar Chase. Higgins would be the number one receiver on this team. He'd be the number one receiver on a lot of NFL teams. But with how Burrow's been looking, I don't trust Boyd. Higgins may actually play Higgins says he's going to play like he wants to play. But again, I'm not saying that's a guarantee. He's dealing with a rib injury. My best bet would be that he misses. But again, I still figured I would include him because there is a chance he goes. Next up, we got the New York Jumbo Jets at the Denver Broncos. Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson versus the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson. Now, Garrett Wilson, things might be looking bright for Garrett Wilson, right? Now, I am... Probably Zach Wilson's biggest hater. Almost as much as Rodney Houston. But, I'll give him credit when credit's due, right? While I'll shit on a guy when he plays bad, I'll give him credit, right? I'm not biased. Just because I like the Dolphins doesn't mean that I just think Zach Wilson's destined to suck, right? I thought Rodgers would be good. So, <laughs> that's just how I call things, right? Zach Wilson hasn't proved anything to me in his NFL career that he's going to be good. But, he played good last week in a tough matchup. With the lights shining bright like a diamond. Time fucking time. Deion Sanders. Big game against the Chiefs. And they almost fucking won if the refs didn't interfere with that one. So Garrett Wilson could be a top five receiver because of how bad the Broncos are this week. Now when Zach goes up against tougher defenses, like when he faced the Patriots again, or when he goes against the Bills, of course Garrett Wilson will probably not be ideal in those games. But against the Broncos defense, the upside's there for Garrett Wilson. I'm not going to rank him as a top-five receiver. That would be fucking insane, right? Because there's not even a—based upon Zach Wilson's career, there is nothing that is, should be telling you that he's going to repeat that game against the Chiefs again here against the Broncos. But the Broncos defense is so bad that it definitely is possible. The other Jets, Alan Lazard, scored a touchdown last week against the Chiefs, but all of us know that's not happening again. Now maybe if Rodgers was there it would, but not with Zach Wilson. And that was a dime by Zach Wilson on that touchdown. Alan Lazard, that was a downright incredible pass. So again, I'm not gonna get here and fucking unzip Zach's pants and give him the gawk gawk nine thousand. There's a bunch of moms out there that'll do it for him. He you doing, step bro? But um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, yeah, Alan Lazard was Zach Wilson. I just don't. I still don't trust him. Randall Cobb, the wide receiver three on the Jets. He should just retire at this point, but uh, you're not starting the wide receiver three on the Jets, even against the uh, Broncos defense. Or the Broncos, Cortland Sutton appears to be the wide receiver one rough matchup against the Jets, so he's just barely a start, right? He's just, like, on the fringe. Jerry Judy, last week, dude, there were so many people shitting on me. Nick, you don't have Jerry Judy ranked very high. Nick, don't you know the Bears defense is bad? Nick, don't you know that Jerry Judy's going to have a good game because he's playing the Bears, Nick? Nick, you're fucking stupid. Why Why do you not have him ranked higher? Everyone was on my dick about it. Everyone was all pissed off when I told you guys to sit Judy. And then guess what? The boy was right because Judy didn't strike back. Judy didn't play as good as even Cortland Sutton. Again, I feel like Sutton's the number one receiver in Denver. Don't play Judy. Marvin Mims, this guy deserves better. He deserves better, right? He's like a dude who's trapped in like a shitty relationship, right? But he won't leave. This is exactly what Marvin Mims is in. This man is averaging 26.9 yards per reception. This man, every time he touches the ball, fireworks happen. Like, baby, you're a firework. Like fucking Kim Jong-un and that dude from the interview riding in a tank, right? Beautiful. But John Payton doesn't give enough snaps. Sad. Really is, because if he got more snaps we'd be firing up Marvin Mims with confidence. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the cold-like Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson has been a top eight wide receiver every single week and currently the wide receiver one on the season. This matchup could be a tit-for-tat rock'em, sock'em, robots, back-and-forth high-scoring affair like the Vikings versus the Chargers two weeks ago, and that could lead to Jefferson being the number one receiver or at least a top three receiver on the week. Jordan addison Ray did shit the bed last week against the Panthers, only had, I believe, one target. I don't even think he scored a single point if he did it was one reception so not the best game but if you're going to jump ship off of fucking mayday fucking panic mode jump ship off of addison then you're not going to reap the benefits when he smashes here potentially against a pretty middle of the road chiefs defense give the chiefs credit though the defense actually i won't give them any credit that defense did not look that great in prime time A.J. Osborne, the other receiver for the Chiefs, is a sit. Now, he did score a touchdown in both week two and three, but he didn't even crack the top 40 because he doesn't get enough work. They have Addison there as the clear number two. Obviously, Jefferson's the number one, and they also have T.J. Hawkinson. So you can't trust Osborne for the Chiefs. Rashi Rice, Sky Moore, MVS, Canaries, Tony, all these guys have looked good this season at points, except for really Kadarius Tony, And I would say Rice at this point appears to be the number one receiver on the Chiefs, but Mahomes spreads the ball around. I say this every single week, so maybe you're tired of this joke, but it is true. He's like, oh, for Winfrey, you get the ball, you get the ball, you all get the ball, except for Tony, or not Kadarius Tony. except for uh, Travis Kelsey, Mr. Swift, who gets the ball a million times every single They spread the ball around too much to start any of those guys. Sky Moore's another guy, just like Rice, like, will look good every once in a while, but will never be consistent enough to start. MVS. I really thought that Marquise Valdez-Scantling was going to have one strong year in the NFL, especially once Tyreek left, and uh, that just will never happen at this point. Now we move to, because you waited all day for Sunday night, Dak Prescott versus Big Cock Brock. it would be a fun one. Um, finally, a good primetime game, and then this game will be like fucking 14-3 to 3 at, at half, and you just want to blow your brains out. But Cowboys at Niners, Sunday night football, Debo Samuel, I'm sorry. Sorry about Debo Samuel. I figured he was going to play. They they play him last week. I'm like, okay, there's no way he's going to be a decoy. No way. Why roll him out there if he's going to be a decoy? And then that was exactly what happened. And so now we have to monitor the knee slash ribs injury very closely before I'm confident starting him. Again, right now, early look at things. Tuesday, he's a start. But we got to continue to monitor things up until Sunday night before we roll out Debo with confidence. If it appears that he's at full strength, then you can't bench him. But if it appears like, oh, he might be a decoy again, I'd probably sit him. Brandon Ayuk played amazing last week, finishing with over 150 or almost 150 yards. I apologize. As the wide receiver eight, tough matchup, but you aren't really sitting Ayuk. It's kind of just like CD Lamb. CD Lamb, not the best matchup against the 49ers, but we did just see Hollywood Brown play good, so it's not impossible for Lamb. Dak hasn't looked great this season, but again... You're not fucking sitting C.D. Lamb. So you're obviously playing him and he has top 12 upside every single week. The other Cowboys, Michael, hee-haw, Gallup and uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks has been very disappointing. Kind of sad. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he'd be better this season. You can't start him. And this guy has been printing 1,000-yard seasons like Mike Evans. He's not doing it this year. Michael Gallup has been better than Cooks, but again, I'm not really starting them up against the Niners defense. Ronnie Bell, which sounds like a fucking generated name like when you're playing NCAA football like six years down the line, and Ronnie Bell's your number one receiver. Well, he's the number three receiver on the 49ers, and it's very likely that he only sees two targets at best. This week, final game here, Monday night football, the Cheeseheads, the Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. I backed up. Someone said, hey, back up. You know, my speakers are a little bit loud, uh, so, so please please back up for me, Nick, so that y- you don't blow my eardrums out, and I did. That helped you. I still said it pretty loud, though. But at this point, you should see it coming if you're new hit that like button hit that subscribe button you might have not seen it coming you might have been fucking caught off guard there but uh, anyone who's been here for a while they they know what's coming uh, Christian Watson scored in his first game back last week but he was limited in snaps I assume the snaps will go up to normal now we're gonna have to monitor this all week because I want to make sure that's the case before we really start him with like supreme confidence but I'm rolling him out there it's Raiders defense is. Bad news, Bears. Romeo Dobbs continues to ball as a top 18 receiver in the last three or four games. Wide receiver 16 on the season. He feels risky this week with Watson back, but the matchup is too good to bench him. Again, this is not me fucking giving the gawk gawk 9,000 to Dobbs. I'm not saying he's like a must start, but let's be honest. We're on bye weeks. There's four teams on bye. Dobbs could fit into a lot of your guys' lives, unless you have like a bunch of star-studded receivers right? Uh, And that's the case with some of these guys as well. Like, we've talked about certain guys like Jordan Addison, right? Jordan Addison's start-worthy, but if you have other guys, he's not necessarily, like, a guy that I'm locking into the lineup. Same thing with Cortland Sutton or Garrett Wilson. So, Dobbs is a start for the Raiders. Devontae Adams, you continue to start him. He looks like a beast every single week. Somewhat of a down game last week with Aiden O'Connell under center, so we're to pray to the football gods that Jimmy G-Spot, Jimmy Pornstar is back under center. Wide receiver 19 last week with Aiden O'Connell, so Even if O'Connell has to play again, it'll be fine. Packers defense, though, is definitely a tough matchup. Jacoby Myers fell off a cliff last week as the wide receiver 69. Very nice, I like, but he will be fine again when Jimmy G is back. Jimmy G isn't back. I'm still starting him, but again, I'm not expecting that huge game. Hunter Renfro's usage is legitimately laughably bad. They just need to trade him, so you're sitting him. Jaden Reed, I still honestly think Reed is more skilled than Dobbs, but it appears Dobbs is more of a red zone target and that Jordan love me tender, love me sweet prefers him, so I would sit Reed with Watson back. So thank you guys for watching. This is the conclusion of today's video. If you didn't have make sure you hit that subscribe button down below, hit that like button. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so, at NotoriousFNTSY. If you want access to my weekly rankings, that'll be coming out uh, shortly within the next either probably tomorrow, I would say, the weekly rankings. And I answer every single question on Patreon. So $7.50, link in the video description. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great guys' nice day. If you missed any of the videos that are on your screen right now, check them out. Love you guys. Have a great one. As always, good boy!